Welcome to Entrepreneurs Podcast. That's Entrepreneurs spelled entre, like Spanish for between, pre, like our prepubescent sense of humor, and nerds, like the guys around the microphones. Speaking of guys around the microphone, I'm Daniel the Retailer. And I'm Kareem the Realtor. Entrepreneurs is a space to investigate, explore, discuss, and even interview some great examples of entrepreneurs in our area, Central Ohio, and beyond. Today, to follow up on our last podcast, we have a couple updates. We talked about Roll, the bicycle company. They have launched their Kickstarter. We also have some exciting news from one of our favorite motivational speakers, Dan Pena. Kareem, what's what, what's one of Dan Pena's favorite sayings? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You want to know why you're all fucked up? Just look at the fucking bums you hang around with. So that's a little bit of Dan Pena. Uh, we also are going to talk, this is a special sort of book review podcast episode. We talk about a couple books, one from Jane Grody Abel, who is one of the members of the founding family of Donato's and currently the chairwoman of that company, and her book, The Missing Piece. We'll also talk about Hanif Willis Abdurraqib. Did I say that right? Yep. Uh, who wrote The Crown Ain't Worth Much. He's from the east side of Columbus and wrote a great book of poetry, his debut book. So we'll talk about both those things. Kareem, one of the things we'll talk about first here is the Roll Bike Kickstarter. So I went to their kickoff event, uh, I believe it was last week or the week before, on a Thursday. And I'm not kidding you, it was like a entrepreneur uh, love fest. Because not only was Stuart Hunter there from Roll, who founded Roll and founded the Roll Bicycle Company, but Joe DeLoss himself was there with his kids from Hot Chicken Takeover. Jenny Brittenbauer was there too with her kids from Jenny's, Jenny's ice cream. Jenny's ice cream, and uh, Doug Ullman showed up, the CEO of Pelotonia. So we had all these crazy uh, entrepreneurs all in one space and creating this magnetic effect, which led to the kickoff of their Kickstarter. So if you go to kickstarter.com and you look up the Roll Bicycle Company, you'll find that they have already funded $23,000 of their $40,000 goal, most of which was because they are selling their $700 bikes on pre-order for like $549. But check it out. If you want to hear uh, more about them, you can follow them on Facebook too, but just really cool story from a, a local successful entrepreneur. What's up? So I want to touch back to our last episode and uh, I was wondering if we, you can give us a, an update about the drag party for Pelotonia. How did that go? Oh, that's a great question. So speaking of bikes, uh, Pelotonia, the, we had a great event with the six riders. Uh, we called it the One Goal Six, who created this drag party fundraiser at Axis. So thank you so much to Sam Schistler uh, from the marketing. He leads up the marketing team at Axis and Union and Rajesh and the whole team at Axis for giving us the space. And then, of course, Nina West, who was the headline act and hostess, along with Monica Day from NBC4i.com. She helped host the event as well. So with their support and the amazing, incredible Acts. There was about 11 other drag queens that helped us out. And then the One Goal Six, we put on an event with those the tutu that you saw last episode. We actually had a terrific, successful silent auction and raised, 
uh, last count, $18,000 for Pelotonia. And what's remarkable about you know, Palatania, all the funds go to end cancer. 100% of every dollar the writers raise go right to uh, ending cancer and cancer research right here in Columbus. But the really cool thing was that knowing that three of the members are on the L Brands Peloton means that L Brands will match everything we did. And on Huntington, they'll match, the Huntington team will match up to $400 for each one. There's three members from the Huntington team. So all together, if you add up the matching funds, we will have raised over $28,000 from that one event. So pretty remarkable. And uh, that ride is coming up. I do 180 miles uh, on Saturday, so a week, a week from yesterday. 100 miles on Saturday, 80 miles on Sunday. Is that the kind of update you wanted, Kareem? Yeah, I think th- I think that works. <laughs> so um, there are a lot of things uh, we talked about last episode, but one of them was Dan Pena. Obviously, he's one of these energetic guys. He calls himself the fifty billion dollar man who has sort of created this whole uh, following behind him with this coaching. But we created the Entrepreneurs Podcast, which is at Entrepreneurs PC at Twitter. And what was so cool was that he retweeted our first tweet about him, about our first podcast. So thank you so much for retweeting us, Dan Pena. But also thank you to Pelotonia and Jenny Brittenbauer, as well as Roll, which all liked our first tweet. Pretty cool. Speaking of social media, because we're always looking for more ways to connect with you, the listener, as well as the entrepreneurs in town, we created the Entrepreneurs podcast Instagram account. Just go to Instagram and search for Entrepreneurs Podcast. You'll find us right there. The last thing we happened to um, spin off about on our Instagram account was a picture from Columbus Business First, and it talks about Adam Coons, who's the general manager at Compton Construction. He's actually a former college cheerleader that now manages a construction company, which is Compton Construction, uh, that was started by his brother-in-law, Blake Compton. What do you think of that, Kareem? I wonder how that goes. When he's managing, like, a work site? Yeah. He's like, I say hammer, you say nail. Hammer. Nail. Hammer. Nail. And, you know, you could... Go off of that with some more cheers, like, build I believe that we can build. Build, build, <laughs> the house. That's exactly the way it works. That's awesome. He, he takes the uh, the people, that are the drywaller, and lifts them up in the air and spins them around. Actually, Adam Coons is apparently a really humble guy. His interview is great. It's in uh, Columbus Business First. Um, but uh, if you want to see what Compton Construction does, you can uh, go to the uh, Franklinton and check out Land Grant Brewing or the Hot Chicken Takeover build out at the North Market um, or the Late Night Slice uh, build out on 4th Street downtown. All of those were managed and developed by Compton Construction. So anyway, lots of great likes from there, including um, some really cool entrepreneurs in town. So just really uh, lucky to be a part of the community and get that out. But if you check it out, we even have one picture on our Entrepreneurs Podcast Instagram where it mentions Jenny's Ice Cream and this bronze goddess Sunday they created in honor of Estee Lauder's fragrance, bronze goddess. And I almost started uh, like screeching in delight when this happened, but Estee Lauder themselves, their Instagram account, <laughs> liked that picture. 
literally one of the biggest companies in the world, the biggest makeup and fragrance company in the world, liked our Instagram account. And we only have six photos on there, <laughs> but one of them happens to be of them. So dreams right. really do come true. Well, if you're listening, definitely send this man some samples. He's a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, sort of our updates, uh, social media, the Danny Pena retweet, the role Kickstarter, and the Pelotonia results. So thank you for all of that. So let's get right into book reviews. Let's actually start with an East Sider, uh, Hanif him- himself. Hanif is a really cool guy. This uh, He grew up on the East Side, much like I did. Uh, you know, we grew up probably only a mile or two away from each other, but in very different neighborhoods. And he wrote a book of poetry, his first book of poetry, called The Crown Ain't Worth Much. Hmm. Go to uh, Button Poetry online. You can find it. Just look up button like uh, you sew on a button poetry and you'll find his book there The Crown Ain't Worth Much and it's only 16 bucks $4 shipping Hanif is an Eastside Columbus native he actually graduated from Capital University got a soccer scholarship to Capital uh, I first found out about him because in February he wrote an article in the New York Times it was uh, just about his experience at Capital and living so close to Bexley growing up and then having to sort of live in Bexley, Ohio, and what that sort of suburb is and how it was different from where he grew up. And he wrote this fantastic book. One of the uh, really cool poems in there, I'll just let you sort of listen to about a minute or so of Hanif um, going off about the time he was at a party the night that everyone found out Whitney Houston died. We scrolled through our iPods, shouting out the names of pop songs we both kind of love, like a secret, right up until someone bursts into this room that is already over capacity by at least nine righteous bodies and tells us Whitney Houston woke up dead three hours ago. Our friend Brittany is five beers deep and drunk enough to yell at her boyfriend for the Whitney Houston this iPod he has been using to DJ this party. We the war generation. The only way we know how to bury our own is with blood or sex, or sweat, or anything pouring from a body to signify that we were here. And the wooden floor in an old basement in a house on Neal Avenue makes as good a burial ground as any, says a small boombox now playing DJ in the center of this room, and the Whitney Houston CD inside, crawling out of the speakers, just loud enough for us to get one last taste of Whitney, alive and young, and telling us how to squeeze everything we are owed out of this Saturday night where I don't understand where love lives, and the way that I will understand where love lives, and come months, but I do understand that there is a saxophone solo at about three minutes and 30 seconds into the song, How Will I Know? And I'm pretty sure Love has a vacation home there. Wow. Okay. Whitney Houstonless iPod. <laughs> that was the first thing that really stuck with me. <clears throat> I think we're all guilty of that. Um, that was intense. Yeah. Now, I want to know how, how did you hear, like, how did you find out about Hanif? So I, at least I hope Hanif, if you're listening, I, r- I really hope we're not butchering your name. Well, actually, you have good perspective on this. So uh, Kareem is my resident Arabic uh, expert. That's right. And so I one of the first things I asked was, am I saying this right? And then he told me what it means. And I'm not I'm not entirely uh, sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, because he spells it. He spells Hanif with an I. I spell Kareem with an I. Um, but you know, uh, he might 
prefer to be uh, called Hanif, but it's, 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 you know, it's your, your choice. Anyway, uh, Hanif in Arabic, Hanif Wallace Abdurraqib. So Hanif and Abdurraqib are both Arabic words. Hanif means the revert. It's, uh, it's a term they used to describe people back in uh, pre-Muslim uh, times where uh, they would um, describe people who converted to Islam, but before converting to that, never, um, never worshipped statues or, you know, many uh, gods, but they basically were, you know... They were like virgins to Muslim. They, they to didn't monotheism. Have, they didn't have a pre-consisting notion before they became Muslim. And then Abdurraqib, um, it, it literally translates to the slave of the watchful one. So uh, Abdul means the slave of, and Raqib means the watchful one. And uh, there's there's a lot of, you know, Abdullah, Abdurraqib, Abdul Karim, actually, where there's there's 99 names to... Um, God has ninety nine names in the Islam Islamic faith, and uh, Rakib is one of them. It's it's a really you know it's a beautiful name. It's very intense, and I think it's um, he definitely deserves it. With just you know after listening to what he like, just the the raw emotion in his words, it's really cool stuff. How, so poetry, how did you find out about it? His poetry and his writing are very much the watchful one. I think about people who write well are people that are incredibly. Uh, incredible observers around them, right? And they know how to translate that to the to the written word. And well, you remember w- exactly what you were doing and where you were when you heard right. that Whitney Houston died. And he has a poem like called "The Summer the a Tribe Qual- Called Quest Broke Up." Wow. You know, so it's sort of like all these moments in his life. But I found out about him because in February of this year, he wrote an article for the New York Times, and it was about the first time he was sort of handcuffed by police and had to do with him leaving a party um, on Halloween night and having this car that the alarm would go off if he went through the the driver's seat, so he would often go through the passenger seat to try and not bring attention or like wake people up because it was late at night. And somebody called the police saying it looks suspicious. All of a sudden, he ended up, you know, 10 minutes later on the ground with handcuffs on until the police saw his Capital University ID and realized he was a student and said, I think we have the wrong person. So anyway, it was a really uh, poetically written article, I thought. So I went and researched a lot of his other stuff. And it turns out Hanif has... He writes for MTV.com and does a lot of great reviews. His uh, He sort of has this diaspora of tastes when it comes to music, everything from punk to hip-hop, uh, R&B, pop music, uh, you know, Whitney Houston, she's in there. But what's, it's beautiful to read his uh, understanding of the music, and he translates it in a way that's just as poetic as the song lyrics are themselves. So when he announced that he had this full-length debut uh, book of poetry, which is rare, most people debut poetry in chapbooks, which are small books of like 25 poems or small um, 25-page poems or uh, books, and they're they're just, nobody instantly publishes something that is 100 pages long, but this is a beautifully done uh, piece uh, of work and some great poems in there. You know, one of the things that I said in terms of my review of this, I was trying to write it out and understand what I was saying, and I said that it really felt like a ground-level tour of East Columbus, and it puts your ear on that asphalt as he tells you about the boys he ran with who don't run anymore. 
and the boys who waited every night and the mothers who waited every night to answer the question mark of who wasn't coming home that night. The themes of teeth and mothers and sons and racial disparity and music and women really carry the reader into Hanif's stream of consciousness. This isn't poetry because it rhymes, because it doesn't. This is poetry because every word's carefully organized into those licks and phrases that hold on to you and push you away and bring you closer all at the same time. I grew up on the East Side too, like I said. The neighborhood I was raised in and the neighborhood I live in now are both examples of that powerful, diverse neighborhoods and how uh, the more diverse a neighborhood is, the better the culture is. And so what's really incredible is that I think now that I can see East Columbus through my perspective and through this perspective he gives, I have more clarity in what I see versus what I did before. And that all came from 100 pages of poetry. So Hanif Entrepreneur salutes you and the book and can't wait to see you in Columbus. I know you're planning to be here between either August 13th or the 27th um, uh, to have a book release party right here in your home city. So we'll make sure people know about it. So there was one other book, Kareem, that I was looking at. Do you, have you ever... The Missing Piece? That's right. Have you ever eaten Donato's pizza before? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Donato's. What, it, no. How do you order? What's your favorite order? Edge to edge pepperoni. Edge to edge pepperoni. Edge to edge. Over That's... 200 pieces of pepperoni. I don't know about 200. There might be like 100. Yeah, they're probably like 40, but. <laughs> no. um, it is edge to edge. You know what's interesting is in the book, it explains how Pizza Hut came out with a pizza they called The Edge after Donato's. And obviously. Always playing catch up, Pizza Hut. In, in the litigation, the lawyer said, listen, if Pizza Hut had come out with something. Oh, they and, got sued. Yeah. They. Donato sued them and said, if you had come out and said, we have rim to rim toppings or something like that, that's fine. That's not trademarked. Edge to edge is. And obviously, if you're from Columbus or you're from an area in the country that has Donato's Pizza, this is one of my favorite parts about Washington, D.C. All the museums are free, right? All the Smithsonian's. What was so beautiful about the fact that in 1999, McDonald's did buy Donato's, they sold the, and Jane sold them back to the company or, or bought back the company from McDonald's in 2003. I'll talk this about that in a second. This is all in the book. Yeah. But what's remarkable is that uh, we would go, my friends and I would go into the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, not to go see any air and space, but because the food court was run by McDonald's. And it was the only place in Washington, D.C., or five hours from it, that you could get a Donato's pizza. They served individual <laughs> cheese or individual pepperoni Donato's pizzas for like $7.50. And I would go in there probably once every two weeks just to get a mini Donato's pizza because I was homesick. But this book is called The Missing Piece, Doing Business the Donato's Way. And uh, it covers everything from that first restaurant that Jane's father, Jim Grody, bought from Don Potts. Don had named the business Donato's, um, and Jim decided to keep it that way because he thought the name Grody Pizza didn't sound too appetizing yeah. as a pizza place name. Sounds like a front. Yeah. I don't. A Grody Pizza is uh, – it, it's just not – when you think of something being Grody, it doesn't sound tasty. <laughs> So, and then it talks about the edge to edge trademark, the litigation with Pizza Hut, and the buyout from McDonald's, and then Jane's journey through all of it. You know, she sort of grew up behind the pizza shop. There are some great pictures in the book of customers in Jane's living room when she was a kid because the customers would come to pick up the pizza, and Jim would say, Oh, the pizza's not ready yet. Why don't you go hang out with Nancy and the kids in the back? 
And they would all visit with her mom and uh, the kids at the house in the back of the pizza shop until their pizza was ready. I mean, this is, we talk about entrepreneurs and family business, this was it. So after four years of McDonald's owning it and Jane being sort of the chief people officer of the Donato's, she decided that it was going in the wrong direction, that McDonald's was under pressure from their shareholders, and that she and her father, this is an opportunity they could buy the company back. The rumors were that they were going to sell it, and she could do it. So she brought her father in for a meeting and said, I need you. And she said in the book, I also needed his money to help her buy the company back and do it the right way. And uh, through some great um, collaboration and negotiations. They were able to do that. And Tom Krause was actually a big part of that. Tom Krause is now their uh, president and CEO. And Jane is the chairwoman of Donato's. But one of the really cool uh, business messages in here came from something that Tom Grody created. And Tom is a great member of the community here in Columbus, but he also was the COO of Donato's for a long time. And what was really cool about uh, Tom's involvement was he took it through franchising, through building the company, even leading up to the buyout with McDonald's. And Tom created this organizational structure chart. And if you can imagine it, it looks like a circle, kind of like a pizza. And in it, it starts with the mission in the middle and then concentric circles outward. It says home office, then restaurant managers, then associates, and then finally customers And they believed it was their job to really shine the light from the mission all the way to the outside of the circle to the customers. I guess when I started reading that, I realized that you could really call this organizational theory edge-to-edge leadership, (laughs) right? From the mission in the middle all the way out to the end. So if you have a chance to purchase this book, it's really cool. It comes with a free pizza coupon on the inside dust cover. But if you get one from the public library, it might have the pizza coupon already cut out of it. I'm not sure uh, who is eating my pizza, but somebody did. Anyway, great book, and Jane Grody Abel is a fantastic member of the Columbus community, and I think that uh, pretty much anybody can get great information about it, even if all they want out of this is just the story behind Donato. So those are a couple book reviews, a couple entrepreneurs born and raised right here in Columbus, and also just a a plug for Jane and uh, what they're doing, the Reeb Avenue Uh, community center on the south side of Columbus was really created by uh, a lot of great community partners, but also with Jane and the Donato's family um, to build a place where they could have a boys and girls club and uh, free lunch throughout the summer or pay what you can lunch throughout the summer with fresh uh, raised vegetables and stuff that are right there. It's a really cool community center. The Reeb Avenue Elementary is what it used to be. And I was actually a substitute teacher there uh, almost 13, 14 years ago. And now it's this really cool community center, a center of sort of a hub for the community. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And with that, that would be the end of our second episode. Uh, Once again, this has been Entrepreneurs. And I'm Daniel the Retailer. And I'm Kareem the Realtor. Check us out on social media. We got Instagram, Entrepreneurs Podcast. We are on Twitter as Entrepreneurs PC. And find our subscription on metigraphy.com. Subscribe to the Entrepreneurs Podcast there. And look for us anywhere you find entrepreneurs. Also, just look for us in Columbus. We'd love to sit down for some Donato's pizza with you. And maybe a pint or two of Jenny's ice cream.